after we got rid of them and said, well, we're all done. So Bob and Melissa. Thank you. Got it on. There we go. Thank you, Pastor Ron and Mary, for allowing us this time and asking us to share with you. I really appreciate it. It's a, it's a real opportunity. But um, when we do all this, it's not about us. It's about the shoeboxes and about the ministry of the shoebox. And hope, hopefully we can convey that to you uh, through the presentation that we have. I would first like to say on behalf of uh, Samaritan's Purse and Operation Christmas Child and Franklin Graham, conveys his thank you to you for participating in this um, endeavor that we have to share uh, with shoeboxes uh, that we that you have prepared and sent on your on their way and uh, they will be reaching people or kids around the world and the greatest thing about this is that it's not just a shoebox with a bunch of things in it there's a message that goes with the shoebox, and that's the purpose of the shoebox. And so many times we get so involved and so wrapped up in the shoebox that that's our focus, and it should not be our focus. It's the, the avenue that they use in order to reach the people, reach the, the families of the children with the message of salvation. Thank you for all that you did to prepare the shoeboxes. I believe if my memory serves me right, it was 49 that we got from this church. My daughter and son-in-law are year-round volunteers with Operation Christmas Child. My daughter is uh, church logistics, so she takes care of collecting all the boxes in this area. Um, and uh, so she calls on me sometimes and says, Dad, we got shoeboxes here. We need to get them moved over to this, uh, to this, to the truck. So one night uh, she called me and she said, uh, what are you doing for the next couple of hours? And I said, well, what do you need? I have one carton of shoeboxes and one box. And she said it was forgotten at a church someplace, and they were going to send it to Boone, to, to uh, uh, Operation Christmas Child. But she said, I told them, no, they're not going to send it. We're going to pick it up, and I need you to take it to, where did I take that? No, it was, uh, it was over Defiance. I think it was in Defiance. And she said, we need them. We need them in our count because we in this area are at 29,980, whatever it was. And this carton and one box put our area over 30,000 boxes for Operation Christmas Child. That's awesome. So thank you for being a part of that. We appreciate that. Um, our story starts way back, uh, well, Operation Christmas Child, this is their 25th year. They started 25 years ago, and uh, this is their 25th year. But um, we're, yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself, I know. But anyway, um, actually 18 years ago, really, to set this up, there was a lady named Adina that worked for Samaritan's Purse, and she started this bus trip to Charlotte. Uh, to do to do the processing of the shoeboxes because 25 years ago, uh, when they started, they had no volunteers, and when we when I first started going, they were hiring temp people out of the office uptown to come down and help do the shoebox because they didn't have enough volunteers. So she got the idea. Well, we'll do we'll start this uh, bus ministry and go down and do shoeboxes at the processing center. 
And so she started that, and she did that for three years, and it became so successful that it was overwhelming for her uh, to be able to do that and her regular job. And so she informed everybody on the bus trip. She said, unless somebody takes us over, there's not going to be any more bus trip. I can't do both. I just can't. It's too much. Well, dumb me. I was dumb enough to say, well, it can't be that hard, so (laughs) we'll try it. So... Fifteen years ago, I volunteered, and, and uh, there were people on the bus who said, well, I'll help, and I'll help, and said, well, then do it. And I said, no, no, I'm not going to be in charge, but I'll help, you know. And I said, if you help, I'll take, the, I'll take the responsibility, not a big deal. And I will tell you, this has been one of the greatest journeys I've ever had as far as being blessed. We have been blessed with good, good people on our committee. It could not happen without our people on the committee. Um, and this is the, the committee that we have this year. That's Alan, Alan Heindel in, from Salina. And, um, that is uh, Linda Frass. Oh, Linda Frass is from Toledo. And then Ron and Gwen Jewett right there are from uh, over by Cleveland. Mary Lord and then uh, Melissa and myself. And that's, that's the people that make up the committee for the bus trip. We, we are not officially connected with Samaritan's Purse in any way. It's just a group of people out here that have started, we created a committee and uh, started the bus trip or or continued it on. This was the group that went this year, and this is in the processing center. Um, 94 94 people with two buses. We had two buses this year, and uh, if you think that uh, that's something that's very simple to do, trust me. Every person in our committee has a responsibility. And Mary Lord takes care of the rooming arrangements. And believe me, I would not want her job. She does an awesome job. But when you stop and think about, I want to room with so-and-so, and and this person wants to room with this person, and getting all of those things together, it's a logistical nightmare. But she does a fantastic job. So there's where you were supposed to start. There's where I was supposed to start. I already did that. Yeah, Great Lakes. 15 years. Uh, we've been at it for 15 years as a bus trip. When you go to the processing center, and uh, um, one of the things uh, Ron was, Pastor Ron was talking about was training children today. Well, we're all children at some, at, uh, along the way. So uh, when you go to the processing center, the first thing you do is check in. The very first thing, you check in. And uh, you go to a training center. Training, they have areas of training. And they train you. And anything that Samaritan's Purse does, I don't care where, where you go. It's a disaster. It's ministry. It's operates Christmas Child, whatever it is, you get training. They want you to know what you need to do and understand what you need to do. And so they put us through training each year. Because there are changes from time to time, so they put us through training every year uh, in the processing center. And you go from training into, they herd you in like we call them cats. They herd cats and uh, line people up and say, I, we need uh, 12 people, we need 13 people, and they will take you off and take you to one of the, um, um, what do you call them, stations. Couldn't think of the word. There are different stations. In uh, we go to Charlotte, North Carolina, and this is the processing center at Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, this is the largest one they have. 
Uh, and there are uh, 60 stations in this processing center, and there are approximately 12 to 14 people per station. So there's anywhere from 800 to 1,000 people working in the processing center at any one time. So we really can put out the boxes. Um, it's an overview of it. They've uh, made many changes over the years that we've been there, but every change they make seems to make it more efficient and flow better and takes less people. They have break rooms there for us. Chick-fil-A and, uh, and uh, Domino's bring uh, lunch in if you need to have lunch or you can pack your own and put it in coolers. Um, and they have a large lunch area there uh, that you can use. to. This picture, um, this picture, whoops. Sorry. This picture right here is really the break area. So it's really kind of a big break area for people to eat lunch. But they buy from Domino's or buy from Chick-fil-A or they have coolers. Um, one thing that's really nice about this is that you could buy pop there, a full can of pop for a quarter. So they don't buy anything. You don't. They don't make any money on you. You're there to volunteer. Water's a quarter. So it's really nice. So. All right, these are the, the processing lines. This is number 15, and this is, you'll see people on both sides of the line. And, the, and uh, I think the one is first, uh, first uh, step they do is take them out of the cartons, take the box out of the cartons, put them in, uh, and they check them. And they check the, the very first person who checks the box only checks to see if there's any money in the box. People put shipping in the box, and that's fine, not a problem. The only thing we, that uh, they express to us is to be very careful that we do not leave money in the box. And I know that seems like a very insignificant thing to us, but there are countries where these boxes go that if, uh, if the child opens the box and somebody sees that they have money in there, there are places where they will kill the child for the box to take the money out. So... What we do is important stuff. I mean, it's not, I don't mean to minimize it, uh, but uh, it's, uh, that's just the way it is. Um, talk about, you see the little slot right there? That's where we automatically pull the money from the box and throw it in that slot. So it really and truly doesn't matter whether you have a regular envelope or a, a, one of the envelopes that come here. If we find it has money in it or check in it, and we open up all envelopes. So even if you're writing a card and sending a picture in the envelope sealed, we do open it to make sure that there's no money at all in that box. So it goes right in there. And trust me, they have cameras watching so people are not stealing. But to me, if you're volunteering, you're not there to take the money anyways. But there have been instances of that. And then the next step is goes to the inspector, and this person inspects the box to see if there's anything inappropriate in there that should not be shipped, like glass or liquids. There are things that cannot be shipped in the boxes because they're chocolate that melts, and, all, and there's, there are things, there's a list of things that cannot go. Military, there's some military things that are not allowed to go. Um, and then to make sure that there are things in there that should be in there, mainly a stuffed animal. That's, that's the first ideal thing to have in them. Samaritan's Purse's main goal always has been that the box is not disturbed from the way you pack it any more than absolutely has to be done. We want to ship that box intact, just like you packed it, uh, as much as possible. 
but over the years, we've realized that there are some people who do not pack them, you know, appropriately or as they should, and, and maybe there's not very much in the box, and it's going to look bad if one child gets a box that's really stuffed and the next one has nothing in it. So uh, people along the way... the inappropriate items first, about where they go. Okay, I'll, I'll get to it. Um, people along the way... Um, made me lose my train of thought. Too, too little, too much is, is right. And uh, uh, so people along the way have donated, and, and some of the corporations donate. Like uh, one year there was Beanie Babies. There was like a semi-load or probably more donated uh, to, to Operation Christmas Child for the purpose of putting those in the boxes that need a little bit added to them. And that's the only reason they put them in. Inappropriate items uh, that are taken out of the boxes that cannot be shipped uh, are not discarded, they're used. Uh, Samaritan's Purse is very good steward of everything they have, very good steward. So they will take those and give it to orphanages or, or uh, retirement homes or wherever uh, they can find a place to use all of those things. So it's not wasted. If, you don't, uh, if you're not able to stand all day, there are set-down jobs that you can have. Uh, and uh, prepare some of the filler items. Those items come in sometimes in big uh, pallets and cartons and so on, and they have to break those all down. So there's jobs for people that want to do that. Um, there's some of the filler items in the, in the big cardboard boxes. You have to talk about Olaf. You tell me. Uh, Olaf, which is that little white thing down at the bottom from... I don't know, frozen. Not the woman, the white thing. Yeah, the white thing. <laughs> Last year when we went down to the processing center, we had, <laughs> I'm telling you, truckloads of Olafs. Now, I'll tell you, Olaf is probably about the size of your shoebox. So those were the things that we had to try to stuff in the boxes if there wasn't enough or not a stuffed animal. And we try when we do the boxes that every box gets some sort of stuffed animal or some sort of thing that they can carry with them. So by the end of the week last year, we were saying we did not want to see any more Olafs whatsoever. She found an Olaf this year. So um, she kind of carried that around with her most of the season, most of the week we were there. But as you can see, the pink and blue are those little Crocs those little blue, the blue things are the little Croc shoes. We used to put them in for boys, and then the pink ones were the girls. And um, there's filler stations that we can go, and, and when, once we are down in fillers, that we can go and fill up and put more fillers in the box. And we definitely try to make that box as full as possible. We always don't like the filler items we get, but they're there, so we, we do use them. Okay, I wanted to show this because people put a lot of work into their shoebox. So if you can see down on the lower um, left, somebody drew their house in that box. They have a bathroom, a bedroom, a living room, and they actually colored it all in for them. And then the top on the left, it tells them how much Jesus loves them, and um, they're wishing them a Merry Christmas. The one with the handprint was kind of um, interesting to me. Um, it said, this is my handprint. If you put your hand on here, we'll pray for both of you. 
both of us will pray for each other. And I thought it was really kind of nice. The other thing was we found a lot of these, those toolboxes. They were filled with gloves, um, nails, hammers, screwdrivers. Um, I thought that was an ingenious idea in order to get a box across. Of course, us cartonizers didn't like them because they didn't fit in the carton very well, but we still shipped them. And those toolboxes were filled quite full. So it's really quite quite nice. And they did... um, they do show the love of Jesus in all their boxes. It's, it's just there. If their shoebox gets damaged in the process or, gets, uh, or comes in and it's not really appropriate to ship them out, they have a hospital. It's called the shoebox hospital. And so if we run across one of those while we're doing uh, processing, uh, we have a place that we can take that to the hospital, and they will either fix the box or they will take it out and put it into a new box so that it's appropriately shipped out. The plastic plastic ones are are a good idea, but the cheaper ones do tend to break. Uh, so they they will crack during shipping and so forth. So it's uh, it's kind of a two-edged sword there. They're ideal, but uh, the boxes are then they're inspected. Then they're sent on to the next process. There's a there's a person on each side of the table that is called a taper, and they tape the box. They run tape around at one time, and then there's a cartonizer, and they're they're when they are taped. Then they're set up on the shelf, and they're, they're sorted out by boys and girls and age groups. And there are six boxes, three on each side, girls on one side, boys on the other, and they, they sort them out so that when they go to distribute them, they know it's a boy's box, a girl's box, and how many are in the carton, et cetera. So, then, then there's, if you want to uh, track your shoebox, you can do that because there's a, there is a scanning code that you can get and put on your shoebox, and that shoebox will be scanned and tracked from you to wherever it reaches. And you can follow that on uh, uh, Samaritan's Purse, I think it is, dot .org. Uh, you, can, you can get on there and track your shoebox and find out where it goes. We always celebrate for the perfectly packed carton that has the amount of boxes in it that... If you're fortunate enough to get the right size shoe boxes, which are OCC boxes, uh, they will fit in the carton perfectly. And it doesn't happen often. But once in a while, we get fortunate. And then there are people who take them off the line when they're finished and take them and set them over on the conveyor, and they're sent right down the conveyor to the uh, and stacked in uh, on pallets and put right in the trucks and shipped out. Oh, yes. This is mine. <laughs> this is what Bob does best. He is the supervisor. He, <laughs> he cracks the whip, makes sure everybody's doing what they're doing. No, I'm just kidding. I just had to throw this one in there. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> Uh, we are fortunate the week we go, we go, always go the week after Thanksgiving. We, so we, after Thanksgiving's over, we leave on Monday. We work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then we come back home on Saturday. Usually Thursday of that week, there's a press conference at the processing center. 
And Franklin Graham comes and, and uh, puts on the program for the processing center. And the news media from around the area come in. They actually, it's a, it's a full-blown thing. They actually shut down the processing center. We're all there. We get to see the whole program. Uh, Tommy Coombs Band, if anybody knows them, they were there. And uh, then uh, they also have uh, what they call a, f a full-circle speaker. This girl right here was there, and she spoke to us, um, and she was a recipient of a shoebox years ago for her family. And uh, her family had no electricity, no power, no, no outside media, no nothing. They, they were very, very poor, and their family's wish was that they could have a radio to listen to the music and hear, hear uh, songs and so forth on there. And when she opened her box, there was a transistor radio in her box. So how cool is that? God works in mysterious ways his wonders to perform. If you say that you are too old, well, get over it. <laughs> Odella Leo has been going on this mission trip for 14 years. 14 she was 90 years old this year. So that means that she was 76 when she started. So you're not too old. We will find something for you to do. She was interviewed by many of the crew. We found when the, uh, when they, before they uh, do the uh, um, uh, press conference, the, there's, the media's coming in and they're getting all set up and everything, and they go around and interview people. And so we started tell them then, telling them, there's a lady in our group that's 90 years old. Oh, where is she? We want to talk to her. So they all interviewed uh, Odella, and uh, she, she's quite the gal. Shoeboxes, the week we were there on Tuesday, uh, the 1127, they went to Columbia, South America, Benign, West Africa, and Angola, South Africa. Those are the ones that we processed. We did 134,937 boxes on Tuesday. On Wednesday was uh, 128,194, went to Angola, South Africa, Benign, West Africa, and some hard-to-reach areas, which means that they probably went by mule pack or whatever, or will when they get to their destination. Thursday was 125,756. Those all went to hard-to-reach areas. Friday um, was 144,727, and those went to hard-reach areas in Senegal, West Africa. Total for our week that we were there, 1,335,564 boxes just for the week that we were there. They will do between 2 and 3 million shoeboxes in Charlotte Processing Center alone in the time uh, until they're completed. And uh, this year, the goal was over 11 million shoeboxes worldwide, and uh, they were over 11 million last year, and they wanted to at least meet or, or ex exceed that goal this year. So 11 million boxes, and those are gifts, but it's 11 million opportunities to share the love of Jesus Christ. That's what it's about. We were able to visit the Billy Graham Library, which isn't too far from the Processing Center where we were there. Um, I, I love the way the Grahams do in, in uh, 
Samaritan's Purse and Billy Graham uh, Evangelistic Association because everything they do is about the ministry. It's not about Billy Graham. It's about the ministry. Then we, on Friday night, we always try to have, uh, there, there's a church there that provides a meal for us, and we have a, an appreciation banquet, we call it. Uh, it's just a time that we show all the people on the bus trip the appreciation that we have for them uh, coming on the trip. This, uh, we usually get uh, a gift of some kind. Last year we got them, bought vests with the Operation Christmas Child logo on it. Uh, this year they bought red aprons. And those were cool because we could keep our tools and everything in our apron and didn't uh, have to keep hunting for them all the time. But uh, this year we recognized Odella. Odella is, uh, she is, honestly, she's beginning to fail. And she was a little bit disoriented this year. And I think it's probably her last year. And we wanted to recognize Odella for her 14 years of service. And so we uh, presented her a little gift at the uh, banquet that we had on Friday night. And uh, then we closed out the uh, Friday night. Uh, well, before we get to that, there was uh, we, we always try to have a little bit of entertainment. So yeah. this year they're trying to struggle. The committee, you know, I mean, it's the committee's de- uh, responsibility to come up with something to do. So this year they decided, well, let's just, let's just have a little fun auction. It's like, well, guess who the auctioneer is going to be on this one? <laughs> so... We decided we would, for part of the entertainment, we'd have a little fun auction. Okay, so there's seven members on our committee. So they decided each member bring two items to sell for the fun auction. Okay, that's 14 items. Not a big deal. Well, we have to announce this so people know that there's going to be an auction so that they're prepared to bid on these things. So we started announcing there's going to be a little auction. Oh, well, if that's the case, I have this and I have this. So this morphed into about 25 or 30 items. So my next question to them was, okay, so what are we going to designate the money for? And at first we said, well, we'll we'll, we'll." send it to Samaritan's Purse for shipping to help pay the shipping. And then my daughter's come up with the idea. She said, you know, the greatest journey would be really the place to put that because the greatest journey is a 12-week program that each child has the opportunity to enroll in after they receive their shoebox. Isn't it awesome how you can take a shoebox and turn it into a ministry of such a, a great ordeal like this? And so... We, we announced that we're going to just take the funds that we received tonight from the, from the auction, and it's going to go towards the greatest journey. And everybody just loved it. They thought that was awesome. Well, boy, did they. So what do you, kind of money do you think we raised in our very first auction, a benefit auction, on about 25 items? Anybody got a guess? $2,000. He's not far off. We raised twenty, almost $2,400. Is that awesome or what? And that is going to go, and, and if you divide that out, uh, $6 per child uh, to hear the great, have the greatest journey uh, teaching uh, comes out to around 445 or 50 I believe, if my math is somewhere close children that will be able to hear the message of salvation. That's what it's all about.
It's awesome that we come today because you've had the dedication. We've talked about Jesus coming as a babe in the manger. Uh, we talk, we've talked about children. And the children are the future. But we hear so many times that, that children are not hearing the message of salvation. They're not hearing about the love of Christ. And Christmas has been so distorted that Christ has almost been removed. But irregardless, it's still the greatest story ever told. And he's still the greatest gift that's ever been given. So it's been our privilege to go and serve. We pay our way. We pay for our keep. We don't get paid for going. It's all volunteer, and people can't believe that you, you go for a whole week, you pay your way, and you work for nothing. I said, well, I don't really work for nothing because the fringe benefits are out of this world. <laughs> so we're, we're delighted that we're able to do that. And uh, if you're interested in going on the bus trip sometime, uh, we start in April. We, we send letters out the 1st of April, and it takes us from April until uh, November to get everything set up. So uh, if you are interested, feel free to contact us and let us know. Um, last year, we, we had a waiting list of uh, over 14 people on the two buses, and then uh, through some of the people are, some of us are getting a little older um, and starting to have health issues, so there were some cancellations along the way, but uh, we, were, we were able to take two buses, and they were nearly full. So, yes. The, the whole purpose, and, and this is where people um, this is where people really get distracted uh, and uh, focus on the shoebox. A lot of people will put a Christmas card in, a lot of people will write a letter, or a lot of people will send, send something that says, "God loves you and we love you and we're thinking of you. That's why we provide, prepared the box for you. But if we can just help educate people in this one thing that it's not about the shoebox. It's really not. The shoebox is just a tool that's used to reach the child. And what they do, how they go about this is uh, Samaritan's Purse will take the boxes to other countries, and they will work through the churches in the other countries. And the reason they do that is because if they work through the churches, there are connections there, and it brings that child or that family a connection to that church. But, the, but they'll use the shoebox to get them enrolled in the 12-week program, and that's where the message of salvation is presented to them. So it's whenever, whenever I, I can't reiterate that enough. I don't think that it's just as important as the box is. It's not about the box. It's about the message of salvation that is preached to the people and shared with the people that God loves them. And, and as I've listened to Franklin over the years, that's the, the thing he's, there's two things he does. Number one, he says, thank you. And the second thing, he says, God loves you. And he died on the cross for you. There is, in their own language, a notebook about Jesus that goes with every box when they pass those boxes out. 
So there is a booklet that talks about Jesus in their own language, so they have that. So that's how the word gets across to them. Luke 2, 10 and 11 says, And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. He is the greatest gift of all. Alan Heindel, the first one that you saw on our committee, wrote a poem about a shoebox, one of his own. And his title was, Look Beyond the Shoebox. I packed a Christmas shoebox gift. I do it every year. These gifts are sent around the world to bring a child some cheer. I focused on my shoebox and I put inside, and what I put inside, and when, when God told me to look beyond and see the other side. I looked beyond my shoebox, and there I saw a friend who helped to get my shoebox from where, here to journey's end. In truth, there were so many who worked along the way that they took these gifts around the world. They labored night and day. Some checked and taped and cartonized and moved my box with care, while some raised hands of blessings and filled my box with prayer. I looked beyond my shoebox, and there I saw a child who received this gift of love while sitting meek and mild. She heard the gospel message. He listened quietly. While many prayed Jesus to save their souls eternally, then it was time to open for me their gifts of joy. Such noise I can't imagine to see each treat and toy. I looked beyond my shoebox, and there I saw the Lord. He smiled and said, Well done, my child. Come see now your reward. And as I turned, I saw a line, far as the eye could see, of children coming to say thanks for boxes sent to me. Thank you for your gift of love, and for the gospel, too, because you filled a shoebox, I'm now in heaven with you. Thank you. They're going to come up and share. They come up and get ready. You know, shoeboxes are such a simple thing. But everybody doing their part, you know, it's just, it's amazing how a simple thing, a simple gesture, everybody doing their part touches lives, touches lives, and God's blessing on it. You know, that, that has to be there. So Mary Lee and, and uh, Stacy are going to close. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love for us. We thank you that you loved us so much you sent your son to this earth to die for us. Lord, the greatest gift of all. Lord, help us to receive you. We thank you, our God, thank you that you are God with us, Emmanuel. Lord, go with us now as we depart. Thank you for your blessing on each and every one that's here. We just pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. <laughs>